feel after a couple of glass of bubbles, you're confident, you're self-assured, and you're ready to take on the world? Imagine if you had the strength and awareness to do that when the buzz wears off. I'm Heidi Anderson, author, former radio host, and CEO of my own company, and this podcast is about building your confidence by stepping outside your comfort zone. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. I'm unstoppable. Yes, you are. I could have told you that already. <laughs> um, so who is MJ? Who is MJ? Well, that is a big question, right? Yeah. Who is MJ? MG is a half spiritual hustler, half author. No, that's not half. There's, there's only two halves. I'm going to have like 10%. I'm, I'm lots of things. I'm lots and lots of things, right? I'm a pink-haired crazy woman in business who loves to be in the spotlight like you and loves to share all about how to be unstoppable in business. Yes. I love that you just own that you like to be in the spotlight. Has that always been a thing? Yeah, it has been. Yeah. When I was in school, I wanted to be an actress. Same. And now I get to act on socials. Yeah. Ah, Like, I, you know, I get to be whatever I want to be on socials. And it's, I was listening to something the other day was talking about, you know, like how we show up as our authentic self, but actually our authentic self can be so many different versions of ourself. And why is that not okay? You know, like I can, I can be whatever the fuck I want on socials. I'm assuming I can drop the F-bomb in your Uh, podcast. Yes. No problem here with swearing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Being being our authentic selves, it's such an interesting term. I guess for Mm. me, the biggest thing that I think about authenticity and what I'm getting from this podcast and women showing up is that it's different for each one of us and we can take a mask off here right now and be authentic and speak our truth. But then we might go back to our family and we might put that mask back on. And, you know, and so we, we're not always 100% authentic. I think- but are we, are we still a version of ourselves anyway when we're wearing that mask? Exactly. This is the thing. And this is where we can go, you know, I think for people like think about that for you, because, you know, this is just one way of someone's opinion talking about, you know, why you need to take the mask off in this area. But you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you're not being real in another area. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's like, it's what we, it's the perspective that we want to put on it. Yes, exactly. And you don't know what other people's perspectives are going to be and you have no control over that. And quite often that's actually got nothing to do with you anyway. Yes, yes. Oh, this is mm. deep straight away. I know, but I know. Before <laughs> before we get into it, uh, MG, I do have a quiz called Expose Yourself that um, Ooh, we okay. delve into. Um, so we know who you are. You are an author of a brilliant book. Um, do you want to just quickly name drop your book? Yes, Uncertain to Unstoppable, and it is a number one bestseller on Amazon. Yay! Amazing. I love that. And, and a brilliant business coach, which we'll get into Um um, what is your favorite emotion? <laughs> I'm going to be really honest here. Can't be any other way. Anger. Oh, okay. Um, interesting. Why is that your favorite emotion? Okay. It's an emotion that I have rejected for so much of my life because I had a lot of anger. I was in anger management when I was five years old. So I had a lot of anger and then came to realize that it can actually be used in really powerful ways. And uh, you know, I've used it throughout COVID to to share my message and to get 
get my voice out there and I'm using it in a powerful way for my values rather than it being such a bad thing. You know, I've, I know we label emotions as good and bad. And I'm sure a lot of people would answer this question like love and joy and excitement and motivation. And I'm like, ah, nah. <laughs> you know what? Everyone's answer so far has been vulnerability actually, ah. which is quite interesting because that's what I, I love. But I also, it's a one I'm challenged by too, you know. Yes. So, and same with anger. I think anger as well. well. Anger yeah. makes you feel vulnerable. Yeah. You know, in the moment of it, you might feel powerful, but if it's not aligned in the right way as as you are in that moment, it can actually, you can feel really vulnerable afterwards. Mm. And, you know, you worry about what people are going to think of you. Uh, and I I know that, well, a lot of emotions can make us feel vulnerable because we're told not to feel emotions. You know, we don't cry over that. Well, that's, you know, actually maybe I do need to cry over that. Maybe I do need to scream over that. Like one of the things that I do when I'm feeling that anger is I literally will like scream and I will punch pillows and I will go psycho. And to people outside of my world, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with that woman? But for me, I know that I need to release it and damn, I feel good when I do. You know, I listen yes. to some Rage Against the Machine and I'm like, fuck you, me too. do what you tell that's what, me. That's my favourite one too. Yes. That's the one I use. Yeah, and I used to do it when I was a teenager to my yeah. mum. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, or Limbiscuit. <laughs> Limbiscuit's another yes. good one for that. Oh my God. It's so funny you say that because the next door neighbors are quite close on this side. And the other day I was just like, Rah! and then I'm like, okay, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I have to say, we're probably quite lucky living in Albany. We've got a bit of space. So, you know, yeah. when I get the rage on, I can. Oh no, not, I reckon they hear me across, people. across the road as well. Okay. I love that because it's been different to everyone else. What is your current state of mind? Oh, my current state of mind is like literally this morning I was singing, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm in such a good state of mind, particularly today. It changes, you know, five times a day. Uh, but today that's the state that I've been in. And um, I, I feel like I've just led some insight into the way my brain works. My brain works in songs, doesn't it? Like we've got Rage mm. Against the Machine and yeah. now we've got... Who's that win, song win, by? Win, win, win. we do is, is win. Kanye? I don't know. I'm terrible with that stuff. <laughs> hey, you worked on radio. You should know this. Oh, shit. my God. Another generalisation that people <laughs> think because you work on radio that you know your music, that you know, you know, this and that. And it's like, no, I didn't. We were talking in the, when the music was playing or thinking about <laughs> what we were doing next or going to the toilet, making a coffee. <laughs> well, it seems like a Kanye song, so I'm going to say that. But, yeah. yeah. Very much in a winning mindset. I just did a reel about winning mindset um, this morning because I just finished finished a launch that didn't go as well as what I had hoped. I'm still so freaking grateful. Like I've come out of it really content, but it didn't quite go as I'd hoped. And that's led me into some incredible learnings that I've now made some epic plans that I'm freaking excited about. So, yeah. So tell us about that because I think for anyone um, – you know, and we will delve more into the questions, but I think this is a really, for people who are, even if they're not in business, it's like that expectation that we have that you were working towards. What was it that you wanted to achieve and how did you go realistically and what did you learn? Realistically is a really interesting word too, because it's a word that triggers me a little bit. Ooh. I'm like, I hate, I hate realistic goals, but it's why I don't often actually achieve my goals. So in January, I had a six-figure launch yes. of my program, The Unstoppables, which was incredible. And 
I then was like, okay, well, I'm just going to repeat and have another six-figure launch. And that's not what happened. (laughs) So it's really interesting to go through the emotions of that disappointment, but also gratitude, because really what I generated in that first month of January was enough to sustain me for the year anyway. So it was like, okay, but I had that expectation bar lifted up even higher, which I'm okay with because I always want to be lifting my expectations. But we, if we don't reach that expectation the second time around, the third time around and so on, it's it can get harder and harder to get back up again. But that's exactly I mean, I know I had this lesson because it's exactly what I teach. It's about being unstoppable Mm -hmm. and you are going to, you're going to fail. Like the person that fails the most is actually the person that wins. Yes. Because if you continuously just keep going, you'll get there. Whereas the person that just wins first time, well, they can't win every time. So then when they do fail and they can't get back up again because they're used to winning, they haven't got the long game. Yeah. I feel that because I've had, you know, some big wins straight up Mm. and then, you know, to go through and like, yeah, it's the, it's the dance as well of like, yeah, I've got this. No, I fucking don't. Ah, You know, literally 50 times in one minute in my head. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because you're all so much about mindset as well. I'd Mm. love to know what lesson did you, did you get from it? Because I think this is really important for anyone, like I said, whether business or not, that what can you, what did you take away from that? And I think being able to reflect is such a powerful thing. It's and huge. that is where, that is why you're winning. I've got so many lessons from it. The biggest one, oh my God, there's so many big lessons from it. Okay. The biggest one was about how I can be content despite failures mm. and how I can flip it around to being a win because what I have done in this time between those two launches was I've learned to manage my finances better. And imagine if I wasn't managing my finances better and I just had another six-figure launch and then where the fuck does that money go, you know? And so I know that I've had to get that back, almost back to basics. I've been in business for five years and somehow I've just been flying by the seat of my fa- my pants when it comes to, I was about to say flying by the seat of my fanny. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry, we're getting to your fanny. <laughs> There's Great. a question about that. <laughs> oh, good, good. I love it. Um, flying by the seat of my pants in regards to finances. So now it's interesting because even though I've learned, I've earned less money, I actually have more money in my pocket mm. because I've got my money aside for tax. I've been paying myself a wage and I've got money left over. And I'm yes. like, what the fuck? Like I I made less money, but I have more. Oh, so, I love that. So good. And so now I can, you know, amplify that mm. with the next launch or with whatever I do next because I'm launching. I've actually from the back of this, I've decided I need a stepping stone program. Mm. So I'm literally yep. like, fuck it, I'm launching that ASAP. Yeah. Um, and so watch this space. And that idea I'm so excited about that's what I've been mapping out this morning. I'm like, oh, 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 yes, oh, yes. Like, so excited about it. And I just think it's going to be, it's going to become the perfect overall uh, offering ladder, you know, for for people to step on and join the MG and join the Unstoppables when they're ready. Yes. Boom. I love that. That's so powerful. So many takeaways in that. Okay. What is, if your pussy had a personality of a celebrity, 
Who would Ooh. it be? <laughs> if my pussy had the personality of a celebrity. Well, so, yeah, oh, my who, gosh. Who is it? I wanted the first person that came up was Beyonce. Of course, oh. it has to be a singer with amazing songs. Yes. Um, yeah, Beyonce. Like I've got quite a booty. Like that's yep. and it's my favorite part of my body too. Um, and yeah, that was just like the first thing that came up. It's kind of like feminine but powerful. Yes. You know, and just really owning her space. Yeah, and using her voice. Yeah. 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 The speaking yes. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so what is something that you've never told anyone and you're oh about gosh. to tell everyone? See, this is hard, Heidi, because I tell everyone everything. But do you? This is the thing, like, because I know, I think people think I'm so open, but I'm like, yeah. I definitely don't tell them everything. Like, you know, is there okay. something that you've never, ever told a soul? Anyone. Even anyone. my husband. Even your husband. I think he knows everything. Oh, my God. I'm really struggling to think of something. Close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and think if there's anything. You've just done NLP, (laughs) haven't you? You're like, if she says I don't know, I'm going to NLP her. That's your critical mind. I know, yeah. I call it the door bitch. Yeah, the door bitch. The door bitch is up. Okay, all right, all right, okay. So... (laughs) I have not told anyone this, and I hope this doesn't get me into trouble. (laughs) When I was like 16, I used to work at this awesome jewellery store called Bling. Yeah. And I may or may not have stole a few things from the store when I was working there. (gasps) Oh, my God. I never got caught and I never told anyone because obviously, like, I felt really bad, but I still did it. Yes. (laughs) And I didn't just do it once. Like, I... Pretty sure it would have been a handful of times. But I was like, oh, I really want these. And we got 50% discount, but it's still, do you know what? It's interesting. It was almost like it was the excitement of getting away with it. Mm. Because they weren't expensive either. I feel, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think I remember kind of like bling vibes. But I feel like a lot of, I mean, this could be a sweeping generalization, but I feel like a lot of teenagers have stolen things. Like yep, I, I saw possibly. a lot of my friends I don't know. go through and steal things in Bathurst. I mean, my best friend was done for shoplifting at Big W and then she got a job there like five years later. <laughs> oh, wow. They didn't have a photo on the wall like do not hire. Yeah, like do you know what? That actually made my palms sweaty, you know. <gasps> Me like, think too. Of- I was a little bit like, oh, my God, she's admitted that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a thief. But, I mean, like it was just it's so interesting how on reflection I could have afforded it. It wasn't expensive. It was like Leviza, you know, it was cheap. I had yeah. 50% off, but I'm so sure that it was like the thrill of getting away with it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And they made it too easy. Oh my God. Like hey, would you I ever really ring and sort con- their security out? Would you ever bring your old boss and confess? God knows what her name is. Like we're talking <laughs> 20 years ago now. <laughs> I can't even oh, her remember. Her name was Jackie. Her name was Jackie, but God, yeah, I wouldn't Jackie, know how many Jackies are there. If you're listening, Jackie, Jackie from Bling, circa <laughs> 20, 2002. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thanks, Em. Gather yourself, gather yourself. Um, we do see so much of you in your book that, you know, that you have published. It's a number one Amazon bestseller. But I would love to know what is a champagne confidence breakthrough moment that you've had? Champagne confidence breakthrough moment. Mm, okay, yep. 
I've got a good one. You might have, I don't know if you were there. It was, let's set the scene. <laughs> it was World Entrepreneur Day 2021 yes. last year. Yeah. And Ash Makovic from Fusion Bizco had asked me to be on the panel. And there was three of us on the panel. And I knew from going to plenty of events that when you're on the panel, you can actually be easily forgotten because there's three, four people on the stage. And in order to stand out, you know, you've got to do something to stand out. Track back a year before that, I had also been asked to go on stage um, as a volunteer to go up with Steph Gorton. And I almost pulled out. So I had so much anxiety on the exact same day a year before that I had messaged Ash at 2 a.m. because I wasn't sleeping. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I then went to the session and I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I can do it. I can do it. And I'm so glad that I did, but I was shaking. I hadn't slept. It was awful, but I made it through. And then a year later, I was like, how can I stand out? And not just, I didn't just get on stage, but I rapped. I rapped yeah. on stage. <laughs> and I'm not a rapper. I'm not. Oh, a really? Singer. I thought you were. <laughs> I just was like, I drove because I, you know, I have to drive four and a half hours to Perth. So the whole way I was like, what can I do to stand out? What can I do to stand out? And so I got up on stage and I rapped. I came up with this rap and I, I stumbled over my words, but everyone was cheering, like literally cheering. Oh, it was so amazing. I was like, I'm a rock star. Um, and that was, yeah, a champagne confidence moment because if I reflect and I look at you know, where I was 12 months earlier to that point. And even though I was shaking, it was literally, you know, like um, Eminem, um, knees weak, palms are sweaty moment. <laughs> and I should have used that in my rap. Yeah. <laughs> I might have the copyright to that. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a huge champagne confidence moment. And people remember that, you know, like now when I say I'm speaking, I'm speaking at mm. Brooke Villanovich's social club spotlight this Wednesday and everyone's like, oh, you're going to rap? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> No, you got to do something different. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I've got a four and a half hour drive to think about it tomorrow. Yes. Oh, and I love that because I think you felt the fear and you did it anyway. Exactly what this podcast is about. Exactly how we build champagne confidence. But you've not always been champagne confident, have you? Like sharing that. So, how do you step in to unleashing your champagne confidence every day? How do you build it? I think it's a decision. It's a decision that you make because you can wake up in the morning and you can feel like absolute shit, but most of the time it's got to do with the thoughts that you're thinking. And if you actively make like a conscious decision instead of letting your unconscious thoughts of whatever those thoughts are, like they don't even, they don't even come up as words anymore because they just don't come to my conscious mind anymore. They stay there and I'm like, go away, go away. Yeah. Consciously decide like I'm going to be unstoppable today. I'm stepping into the best version of myself today. Those are probably the actual thoughts that I would have, you know. How can I, and questions can help as well. How can I show up as the most unstoppable version of myself today? Because when you ask a question, and I learned this from the incredible Gay Hendricks from Mm, last year's summit, who, you know, New York Times bestselling author, he talks about wonder questions. And when you put a question out to the universe that's open-ended, it has to find an answer for you. So if you ask the question, how can I be unstoppable today? 
the universe is going to come back with all these ways. Mm, Whereas if you think, that. Oh, how can I get out of doing this shit that I don't want to do? The universe is going to come up with ways. So mm-hmm. ask the right mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, like how can I be more champagne confident today? How exactly. can I be unstoppable? You know, think of those things. So you've very much stepped into this unstoppable brand. And so those are kind of the questions that you unleash every day yes. to to keep building your confidence and to keep showing up. You obviously still have days where you cock block yourself. Can mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? And yep. then how you move through it. So I call these valleys and peaks. And that's what is in my book is that, you know, we go through these valleys and and the valleys are the low points, the point where you are cock blocking yourself, where you don't feel like you have any of that champagne confidence. Um, but what I've learned over time with practice is that you always come out the other side. And when you come out the other side, you're stronger. And I like to think of it as riding a bike, which is really interesting. And I have shared this publicly. I didn't learn about to ride a bike till I was 19. Wow. So, um, so interesting for me to have an, a bike analogy, but <laughs> imagine you're riding a push bike up and down some mountains, right? So you go up a mountain and it's a freaking hard slog. Like your legs are burning, you're sweating. You sometimes have to get off and you've got to push that damn bike up. But you get to the peak and you're like, look at this view. This is amazing. Like this is the best thing ever. It was hard work getting there, but you got there and you appreciate the view. And then something happens. You trip over a rock and all of a sudden you're tumbling down, right? The bike's rolling behind you. You're tumbling down and all of a sudden you're in a valley and the valley is where, you know, you're cock blocking yourself. You feel like you're in the darkest days and things just aren't working for you anymore. And you're procrastinating and whatnot. You're down there and you are procrastinating because you're like, oh, shit, like I don't want to go back up there again. Like this is really hard work. But eventually you learn what you need to learn to get back on your bike. And when you go up the next mountain, your quads, your glutes, your booty are stronger. You've got more tools. You've got more strength in order to get back up to the next peak. And then it repeats, it repeats itself. And I think I love that. what keeps me going is knowing that it ends. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, I'm not going to be, you cannot be stuck in this place because the only constant in life is change. So you literally are never stuck. Yes. You have to make the choice though, don't you? You have yes. to make the choice. Radical responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Talk about yeah. radical responsibility. How do you choose to be radical in your responsibility every day? I like to do a lot of social accountability and sharing. So that's, I guess that's a tangible thing. Um, internally, it's again, those that conscious decision, right? So if that's something you struggle with, I, I guess I've been doing it for a while now. So I quite, I feel like I'm quite good at taking radical responsibility, but if you need to become more conscious of it, you could ask a question in the morning. How can I be responsible for everything in my day today? How can I take radical responsibility for all of my triggers, all of, you know, whatever's coming up for you? Um, but yeah, for like, for me to be really responsible, I know I, I give a shit about what other people think of me. Like, and I'm not going to pretend like I don't because I'm human and we fucking all do as much as people are like, I don't care what you think you do. Yeah. Um, and so I purposely tell my audience what I'm doing because then the, even if they're probably not even like checking up to see that I'm doing it, I feel like they are. And then I take better responsibility of it. You know, I could have come on here and talked to you about this launch. Like, oh my God, it was amazing. It was the best launch ever. And like, just, just, you know, dumb down the fact that it didn't go as well as I wanted it to. 
so that I looked a certain way. But now I have taken responsibility of the fact it didn't go as well and what I've learned from it instead of just, you know, putting the carpet over it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that you also spoke about um, not caring what people think. And this is a big thing. So a lot of the stuff that I'll say is like, fuck what others think, who cares? But this is the thing, right? It's 80% of the time, or like I do the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time I don't care what people think. And then there's 20% of the time that one, it will hit me like, oh my God. And then I've got to move through that. Or I choose to care because I want to care what these people think, you know, and it might be family or a friend, or it may be the public for that day that I'm going to care what they think. But in that, it's that making that 80, yeah, the 80, 20 rule. So how do Mm. you, um, you know, I guess like move through caring what people think when you're showing up unstoppable and and speaking your truth? Yeah. So, I mean, I care what people think, but I also don't. So it's kind of, again, I, I get that 80-20 rule. I don't, I don't know what my percentage is. And I still will say to myself, I don't care what other people think. You know, sometimes that's enough to shift whatever doubt you're feeling. But if it's not enough, sometimes you do actually have to take some time to reflect and go, well, what is it about what I think other people will think that is scaring me? And, and then it's like, well, that's a mirror, you know, often it's actually a fear that we have internally about ourselves anyway. And, you know, I, I'm often worried that people are going to think I'm too much, you know, because I'm, I am extroverted and like, I'm, I'm loud and I sometimes say inappropriate things and, you know, like I worry about that. And yet I know that it's actually my thoughts about me that's that's the real issue and so I always bring it back to me and what it is that I can learn about myself and how I can love myself more rather than looking for other people to love me Um, and you know sometimes it also helps to chat with a friend who you know is going to say like nice things to you and be (laughs) like oh Em you're great like you know you're gonna the right people are going to hear the right message and someone needs to hear this today and da 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 you know something like that and I know we shouldn't and I've got this in inverted commas for people listening on a podcast that can't see my inverted commas (laughs) we shouldn't uh you know seek external validation but again we're human, so we do. Mm. Well, sometimes I need it. If I've performed yeah. and I've been up on stage and I've been vulnerable, sometimes I just need the validation that I've done a good job. And I say that now, hey, I just need to be validated. Can you let me know was that good? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think as long as you're not relying on that 100% of the time, then it's okay to have that balance of internal validation and external validation as well. Yeah, so please rate and review on the podcast, five stars. Um, share with your <laughs> friends, send me a message, do everything. <laughs> All the things. All the things. And But that's the thing, I'm also a projector in human design. If you're into that, uh, Em talks a lot about this in her program and everything as well, but um, I do actually really work from validation as well. So it's just been trying to find that happy medium. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. That's your human design is so unique to the person. Yeah. And, and so like everyone is going to operate differently. And when you start to have that self-awareness and mindset knowledge, you can start to work out what works for you. And if a bit of external validation is what you need, stop trying to reject that, like accept that as a part of you and it, it is just a part of you as well. Like I said, as long as it's not everything, it's a part of you and that's okay. 
I think that's a beautiful way to wrap things up as well, accepting yourself for mm. all of all parts of you. And I think that's what I love about you. I've worked with M one on one doing some mindset stuff. She's incredible. Like you're an incredible mindset coach and just moved mountains for me just from the couple of sessions that we had. And I think that was just really, you know, being able to accept those parts of my brain and the way that I thought and stuff as well. So is there anything that you would like to share before we wrap it up on acceptance? Acceptance. It's a journey. It's a lifelong journey because like, as I said, the only constant in life is changing. So the person you are tomorrow is not the person you are today. The person you are a year from now is so different to the person that you are today. And so it's not like you can go, yeah, I accept myself today and then stop. It's it's a lifelong commitment to yourself and it's not easy. So don't like beat yourself up if you're like, why can't I just accept myself? That's one of the wonder questions that's just going to spiral you. Instead of that, ask yourself, how can I accept myself today? Mm. What are all yes. the ways that I can show myself self-acceptance today and if you would literally just ask yourself that question every morning for the rest of your life that would probably just change your life yes plus how can I be unstoppable plus how can I be unleash my champagne confidence day those three perfect questions that they you could are. just start to we could make those into a lead magnet Heidi yes we could make those into a lead magnet we could make those into a video uh <laughs> mini course a mini course everything our brains <laughs> we just want to do all of the things oh uh, MG it's such a pleasure I love watching you on socials having worked with you myself and was in my program how to pee other shit out of yourself um if you want to get around it is on sale now just for this month oh amazing um, that's so good yes and I mean I was just after finishing that program with you that I had my six-figure launch. And it was during that program that I came up with Mrs. Unstoppable, which is like such a huge part of my branding. And it was you in my head thinking, how can I stand out? What would Heidi do? Yes. And that's that's what I, you know, help you do. Think about, you know, thinking outside the box. So, um, yeah, you can purchase it. You can get lifetime access and uh, just watch the videos in your own time. You've got it forever. So um, if you want to get around that link in bio, also we'll chuck all the M's deets for her program, her book, and uh, where you can stalk her in the show notes. And it's been an absolute pleasure. I love you, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me. Like, this has been an absolute joy. Of course, it was going to be a joy. And yeah, love you too. Yay! Thank you so much for listening to Champagne Confidence today. The only way we're going to unleash inner champagne confidence in other people around the world is by you getting around the show. So if you are loving it, I would be so grateful if you could hit follow on whatever podcast app you're listening to and leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world. And please come and introduce yourself. I hang out mainly on Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. Love you lots.